Hello, Mike. As we sit here and we wait for Max to show up, it's just the two of us. And I just realized E3 started yesterday. Did it? Or E3 being like just the online E3 event, or was it an actual like in-person thing going on? I think it's online, but um, I'm looking forward to seeing what Nintendo has this year. Nintendo and Microsoft, especially with the Game Pass, because there's a lot of rumors that Game Pass might come to the Switch. Mm Mm-hmm. Which would be amazing to get some of the Xbox stuff on the Switch. <laughs> yeah, we'll I'll have to check out some stuff. I, I know there was, you have a trailer. Was that debuted at A3, E3? There was a trailer for a game we might be talking about during this. Uh, yeah, I think it was uh, It was a slightly before E3. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Because I was like, I, I thought that was like an E3 like summer exclusive or whatever they're doing. Was There was something else going on too. Was it that Geek, geek, uh, geek End or something like that? Uh, Geek Netflix's Geek. That's what it was, and that's where we have probably another trailer or another thing to talk about too. But yep, whenever uh, Max shows up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, until Max shows up, so what, what you watching? Um, I well, uh, currently I just finished up watching the show that just dropped on Netflix. Uh, this anime called Tresse, and uh, it's originally a, based on a Filipino comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, award-winning Filipino comic, I guess. And I actually caught the first volume of the comics just to see what it was about. And I'm like, okay, I kind of dig this. Because it's sort of like a Filipino girl John Constantine sort of thing. So it's a lot of supernatural stuff. Uh, and it's all based in like Philippine uh, culture and uh, mythology, which is Pretty cool for me being half Filipino because uh, I don't know if you knew this about me, but my my grandfather, he was a professor and author and uh, one of like the considered to be at the time like one of the uh, penultimate like authorities on Filipino like legends and folklore. So he wrote a lot of text and a lot of stuff surrounding like, you know, Filipino legends and supernatural creatures and stuff. So I was getting stories about like aswangs and vampires and you know, the horse demon, the Tikbalang or whatever like that growing up. So this is kind of fun to see that done in a contemporary kind of setup like this. Because it's like, what if all these things were real and were in like modern day Vanilla? And she's like a private investigator. Tresse is her name. She's a private investigator that like goes around and solves mysteries and stuff. So it's pretty cool. I enjoy it. And it's all like all Filipino uh, talent and like a majority of the cast is uh, Filipino American on the English dub, and then of course they have Tagalog, you know, the Tagalog dub, which is really fun too. I think the only like non-Filipino cast member is Steve Bloom, because you got to have Steve Bloom and everything. So, <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine because he does a good job. But yep, I... that's what that's what I've been doing, and then just playing a lot as we were talking, playing a lot of City Skylines. <laughs> yeah, man. Skylines was my obsession. I've been playing The Sims 4 with my daughter a little bit recently, mm-hmm. but at City Skylines, man, I went through a lot of really bad cities before I got to one that was just okay. Yeah, and that was the thing. Is like, I guess what I've actually been doing for sort of semi-inspiration is I go on YouTube sometimes and I'll watch like actual city developers play the game because mm-hmm. they'll give you some good insights. Like, okay, here's what you need to really make this city functional. You know, but as I was telling you, my one, my primary hang-up is no one wants to get educated in my cities. 
I push for better schooling. I have schools and universities all over the place. Public libraries are open to everybody. But my population doesn't want to go to school. <laughs> I'm just like... <laughs> They don't want to learn, which then causes no. them to uh, burn their houses down. And yeah, it <laughs> cause sucks. Pollution. <laughs> yeah, they cause pollution and burn house. Like all, all my businesses are closing because no one is educated enough to be able to do simple retail work. I guess, but it's like <laughs> it's frustrating, man. Hi, George. How you doing, buddy? Hey. I do hey, the hey, same hey. thing, Mike, when I'm playing the set. Uh, the Sims or City Skylines. I'll go on and I'll, if I get stuck or if I want some inspiration, I'll watch some of the guys on there that make mm -hmm. videos themselves just to kind of get ideas and hints. And there are some really entertaining people that do those videos. Yeah, like I, there, there, there are some really entertaining ideas. Uh, I, right now I'm in the middle of trying to make just a city that's entirely just canals, which like I mentioned also, my second thing is that I keep flooding my cities by making canals. But I'm gonna make it work. Like I'm gonna have just a city built on the water to the best of my ability. So nice. I like to yeah. put the prison on a block of land and then have a bridge going out to it. I haven't had this happen yet. But are there breakouts? Are there prison breakouts? I believe so. Great. <laughs> I have a prison like smack dab in the middle of downtown, just out of curiosity. So that'll be fun. City skylines <laughs> is uh, ridiculously. Uh, realistic. <laughs> it's hard. It is so hard. And it's like, it's it's kind of deflating too, because I'll go around every once in a while and just highlight individual citizens because you can do that and they have like first and last names, which is like, okay. But then you'll see like uneducated worker, uneducated worker, elder, elder care patient who is wandering around. I'm like, no, go back to the elder care facility. It's like, man, how many more bus lines do I need to make free for all of you? <laughs> That's fair. So, um, yeah, guys, we got a lot to talk about today. And if you guys remember a few, a little bit ago, we uh, we did a remake revolution on the Toxic Avenger. And uh, we just found out that Kevin Bacon is going to play the villain, joining Peter Dinklage, Jacob Tremblay, and Taylor Page. Jeez Louise. What a cast. Like, first off, would you expect anything like that for the Toxic Avenger? Not really, just because, you know, I always associate Toxic Avenger with Troma. And who? what's the studio that's doing Is it Troma? Or, I can't imagine that's Troma that's doing it. I'm, I'm going to check that right now. Because it's kind of, I don't know, that feels very anti-Coffin to be like, let's put all these really big, like, you know multi-talented people in this, you know, that all, almost like it has like a prestige cast there. I'm like, that doesn't feel like a trauma thing at all. Not saying that you don't have great performers in trauma films, but it's just like, you know, I have a feeling like this has got to be like a more mainstream studio that has got the rights to it or is splitting distribution rights for it. It's legendary uh, entertainment. Would yeah. Be used in a reboot, but with original creators Lloyd Kaufman and Michael Hertz. Oh, okay, so Lloyd is involved. Good. So, you know, maybe that's, I mean, that's the thing. I know Lloyd Cobbins always been sort of this outsider, you know, kind of maverick filmmaker, and it kind of bites his thumb a lot towards mainstream Hollywood, but I know he's got a couple of ins. Like, James Gunn is, like, one of his pupils, so I'm sure he's earned a couple of, like, solid relationships in the mainstream industry. So, yeah, getting Kevin Bacon. If he's going to be the villain, um, I'm trying to recall, like, yeah. 
who would he be a fit for in the villain as, as the villain? I don't know much about the Cossack Avenger. I need to go back and watch them because I have not seen them yet. Jacob Tremblay's not the Toxic Avenger, is he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I hope he is. That would be kind of hilarious, honestly. Yes. Or if he's pre-Toxic Avenger, he's, uh, what's his name? He doesn't say what character Bacon will be playing. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Bacon. That's, you guys are Peter Dinklage, Jacob Tremblay. It's not a bad cast. Nope, that's solid. We'll yeah. see. You know, we'll see if it has nearly as much of the uh, heart or ingenuity as the first one did. Because I do really, I don't like a lot of trauma films, but I do like the original Toxic Avenger quite a bit. So, and guy, Lloyd Kaufman is a character. Oh yeah, he is a character. Whether that's good or bad, he is a character. He's unapologetically a character. Let's put it that way. <laughs> like he, you know, he doesn't feel a need to have to put on a show for anybody. Like he'll tell you what he thinks yes 100 percent. but let's check out this uh gameplay footage slash trailer sure. and see uh, what we think of the upcoming evil dead game for the xbox and the playstation i'm super excited for this yeah it's... it looks like the continuation of the tv series based on the people that are in yeah because it. it's got some of the cast it's... yeah it's giving me like a Friday the 13th of the game kind of vibe, too. Yes. Which that was Hola, a good... Hola, cyber friends. I'm Bruce Campbell. You know me as Ash Williams, the dude who saved the world from evil. I'm here to bring you the lowdown on the upcoming Evil Dead, the game. Cyber Bruce Campbell starts talking, and I like immediately freeze. <laughs> the Friday the 13th game team was a blast. Classic evil yeah. Dead live the nightmare. You'll use savage finishing moves or tear evil a new one. Or, if you're not into the whole save the world thing, we have another option. Like, yeah, that whole, like, get out of the woods in the car. <laughs> but who would want to do that? He'd be a dick. Session <laughs> in your arsenal, you'll scare those goody two-shoes to death. Literally, you can do that if you're a dick. Whether you choose the path of evil or righteousness, you'll be throwing down in places you've seen before. You'll collect pages of the Necronomicon, uncover Nobi's lost tapes, and track down other legendary artifacts. When you've grabbed enough, you'll use a spell to send the Kandarian son of a bitch back to the hellhole it came from. Soon, you'll experience the horror yourself. But for now, I'll leave you with this thought. It was no accident that Ash always wore brown pants. <laughs> in other words, yeah, you will crap your pants in fear, probably. This looks really badass, honestly. Yeah, 100% badass. There we go. Now I'm curious, though. Oh, hang on. I know there's a post credits thing or whatever. Yeah, here we go. This would be exciting to play as. <laughs> yeah. I'll spoil those good. <laughs> there we go. 
Nice. I just heard from Max. He's on his way. Cool, cool. I dig that. I dig. I dig the idea. I'm surprised it's taken this long to get a game of that caliber for Evil Dead. I guess that it has been sort of a hard one to replicate, but given the success of Friday the 13th, the game, where I guess it's giving you the option to be either on good side or you can be, yeah, you can be a demon and so forth and possess things perhaps. Like, that that makes sense. Yeah, no, 100%. I, I am in. I can't wait to check this out. I played some of the other Evil Dead games, the older ones, and they were fun, but this looks like it's taking it to another level. Okay. So there were ones before this. Uh, yeah, sorry. yeah, there was two on the original Xbox and PS2, and then there was one on the PS1. Okay. So yeah, the um, one on the PS1's hard to find, I believe. Right, right. Well, who's the dev- developer for this one? I can't. Is uh, it an indie group? Or I think maybe. Let me check. Mike asks all the good questions. <laughs> Mike didn't do any research beforehand, so that's why Mike has the questions. <laughs> I chose sleep over doing my usual research, but it all worked out. Yeah, we got time. <laughs> yeah, but no, because I, I do, I do like that aesthetic of you know pulling together with other players to you know survive essentially. Like that it does. is, it is saber inter- interactive. Saber interactive. Okay. So, but yeah, I, I do like that that kind of game where it's like you do have to find some way to cooperate with fellow players in order to achieve mutual success or like you mentioned you could be a dick and just <laughs> you know do everything you can to sabotage around <laughs> but yes it, the game's got me i'm gonna pick it up and if even if it comes out on just the ps4 i've got a ps4 so mm-hmm. i am all in but i just i've been enjoying sorry. a lot of what like smaller studios have been putting out there quite a bit like they're they're hitting consistent hits yeah, my son's been playing this game. Let me pull it up and see if I can... Oh, it's called A Plague Tale Innocence. He's been playing that on the Xbox Game Pass. Hmm. And it's not his. It's not your the game that he would typically play. It's more like strategy, story-based. Yeah. And it is so much fun to watch him play. Hmm. I am completely sucked into this story. So, yeah, I agree with you. The smaller studios have had some pretty special things coming out. And uh, Game Pass and even the PlayStation version of that they are really good at showcasing the smaller games. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, I hey. apologize. You got to be worried for a minute. because Yeah. I, uh, I completely lost track of time. This, this <laughs> is my fault. I, I apologize to you, gentlemen. This is, uh, that was my bad. I was, I was like smoking in the garage. And <laughs> what time is it? Oh, fuck. It happens. <laughs> Uh, no, so okay. anyway, uh, what, did, what did I interrupt? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so, um, so sorry for being late. We've we just been going through all the topics you wouldn't be interested in, like Evil Dead in the game. Okay, is this going to be like another... Uh... <laughs> yes, George, what's up? <laughs> um, is it, what kind of game is it going to be? Like, Is it going to be like the one I where you find stuff and put stuff together and make new weapons? I think it's going to be, I can't tell if it's going to be level-based or not, but it definitely has the feel of the Friday the 13th game that came out. Where you team up with other players, maybe, and, you know, co-op survival. Okay. Or right. you're the bad. Yeah, or you, yeah, or you play, yeah, or you play the, what is it, what's the name of, of the demon again? I, I'm... I can't remember. I just know <laughs> Bruce Campbell said you'd be a dick if you played as the bad guy, but... <laughs> 
and also Kevin Bacon as a villain for Toxic Avenger. That's what we went over as well. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm down for this. Like, I, I I don't know what we're gonna get, but uh, I'm. Are they like taking? Is it like a Toxic Avenger that they're taking seriously? Like, I don't know. Lloyd Lloyd Kaufman is involved in some way, uh, so I'd imagine it'd have some of his trademark trauma humor. But okay. Uh, all right, so yeah, I don't know what to think about that. That's insane. Uh, but you know, Kevin Bacon will do a good job. He's a good fit. <laughs> I, I can see him in a Toxic Avenger movie. <laughs> well, Max, uh, piggyback on yesterday. I am thinking about going to see uh, Back to the Future again today. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Back to the Future was a lot of fun. Um, that was that was cool to catch the the, the show. He's like, oh yeah, what's playing? They have awesome movies playing that are not just like. The new movie, you know, it's like not Fast and Furious eighty three. I want to see Fast and Furious eighty three, but like I was so do I. I've seen every yesterday. other Fast and Furious movie. Like, why would I stop now? But uh... the marketing for this movie is so confusing to me because they've been advertising it for a month, like it's coming out that next weekend. And every time that weekend hits, we still don't have a Fast and Furious movie, but they're still oh, yeah. advertising like it's it coming. Is, it has definitely been the dry hand job of a fucking <laughs> ad marketing deal, but. Uh... <laughs> It, it uh, yeah, it, like it is what it like. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go see the movie. It looks ridiculous. I'm pretty sure Ludacris goes into space with Tyrese. Like, why? But anyway, it doesn't matter. It's a Fast and the Furious movie. I'm pretty sure he shoots a truck at a helicopter. I, I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm space wouldn't be a Let's bad go watch it. <laughs> Let's but, go watch it. What are they gonna do next? Didn't they recently say they've only got like two more left in them? Oh yeah. god, whatever, bullshit. Okay, there's no <laughs> way that they all can't be convinced to come back for that one last ride. They're gonna do it like the Rolling Stones. They're gonna be like, "This is our last tour ever," and then it's like, "Oh, we're still alive. We're gonna make another one." <laughs> yep, pretty much. So they got my money every year because I just want to yeah. see how ridiculous it gets. You know, I'll, I'll buy that shit like <laughs> Call of Duty games. Like every fucking year, sign me up. Like, like, let's just keep doing it into perpetuity. Like, what are you going to do next? What are you going to do next? Like, that's why I just keep asking myself. And then they, they fucking, they shoot a Lamborghini and a submarine. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> but uh, the reason I brought up Back to the Future is to segue into Loki, the new latest from Disney Plus. Mike, did you get a chance to watch Loki? Yeah, I actually did. Um, I like, um, I'm digging so far what they're doing i am getting legion light vibes from just that whole setup of the tva Mm. or whatever that is like it it's a ring it reminds me a lot of like some legion sets but that's about it because it's a little bit more straightforward than legion ever was but yeah uh but i i kind of like it i mean tom hiddleston i agree i agree uh tom hiddleston's a solid lead um i do like that they're kind of explain you know they kind of in order to catch this loki up to speed on being a protagonist he just has a quick mcu run through (laughs) at the end to be like oh here's what i was up to if i'd stayed on that course that sucks and then (laughs) off we go yeah i I appreciate the db cooper reference and yes i was like cool loki was db cooper at one point my son caught that i missed it like uh, tony's sitting there he's like 
he Loki is the guy that disappeared from the airplane. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, Cooper. I'm like, oh, yeah, D.B. Cooper. I'm like, good catch, man, because I totally went way over my head. I, I like this episode a lot, too. Uh, my mm-hmm. only negative on it would really be that there's a lot of exposition in yeah. this episode. A lot. And yeah, I think, a lot. I think this is my favorite Owen Wilson role. And I know that doesn't really say a whole bunch, but I think Owen Wilson was born to play this character because I like it. Him and Loki are going to be what drives the series for me. Okay, sure. now, like, I'm sorry, but like, when Owen Wilson is in anything, like, don't you just spend that? Like, normally, it, it normally this is alleviated quickly, but uh, that fir- like that first, I'm gonna say, 45 to 50 seconds where he doesn't say "Wow," you're like, don't you like, man? When's he gonna say it? Like, when's he gonna say it? <laughs> like, he's got sure. they got they gotta make him say it once. So, like, he didn't say it this whole episode. No. So I feel like the whole time you're just like on the edge of the seat, like, like, is he gonna is he gonna say "Wow"? I feel I feel like <laughs> at this point, like that's how people are introduced to Owen Wilson is through the "Wow," and then once you kind of get accustomed to the "Wow," then you're like in awe of everything else Owen Wilsony about him because he just has a natural way of speaking. He's like Loki. Seem to be a pretty bad guy, but for a bad guy, you seem to not like hurting people so much. <laughs> like, like he's got that Owen Wilson-y type of ambiance about him that you just settle into. So I wasn't disappointed that he never at one point said, wow, but I was very much like, it's just Owen Wilson, and I'm fine with that, whatever. This is a Max. Wes Anderson movie now. <laughs> Max, Kevin Feige is using the wow as the will they, won't they. So yes. instead of Ross yeah. and Rachel, you've got will he say it throughout? Right, this. like like that's that's the thing. Like they gotta let one get away. I know there's gonna be one. It's gonna be somewhere in the middle of the season. He's gonna hit us with a wow, and then I'm just gonna be like yes, yes, that's it. And I'll just stop watching it. I won't watch it anymore. That's that's everyone else's Avengers Assemble moment. Is Owen Wilson going <laughs> wow? Oh man, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, I hate time travel. I hate it as a concept for storytelling because it always sucks. And it's always just like, well, why don't you just go back in time and stop that from happening? Um, so I I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. That being said, Loki seems fine. I just hope it doesn't suck because of time travel. That's the only thing I don't want. It seem, But, I mean, I, it seems to me like, I mean, and they, this is something they set up in Endgame too, which is that time travel in this, it won't be designed to make your head hurt so much because it's just going to be like, well, we're just going to do what they did in Back to the Future Part 2, but just a lot um, and a lot, like branching off points. <laughs> and then it's just going to be like, how do we trim these branches? How do we... So I'm looking forward to that much, just how wacky and crazy. I did see, like, there were a couple people saying, like, the idea of a multiverse for your television and movie thing, it kind of lowers the stakes quite a bit. Like, People who did get a lot out of Loki sacrificing himself in the movie, it's just kind of like, yeah, that was fine and all, but you can still follow this Loki. And it's like, there's no stakes anymore when you have characters that just exist in other alternate timelines or dimensions or things like that. It's kind of like, all right, fine. Yeah. This is like the anti time travel, time travel show in the sense that the whole point of what Loki's going to do is to try to stop all the time traveling and fix. The waves and stuff. No, but he's the one killing time travelers. A rogue version of him, which was what we were with before. I mean, it's Loki, so I have a feeling it's not going to be clear cut. Like, yeah, this Loki's going to do all right by the universe. I have a feeling he's going to 
wreck some more shit before the series is done. Uh, the only thing like I I, I would have wanted to see from this episode was more like when he's like nav- trying to navigate through the office. Like he should have been causing more random mischief. Like like they call him the god of mischief. But like you know, he's like, yeah. What does that even mean? You know. So it's like it would have been really cool if you saw for like ten seconds, and they did a sequence of him trying to like get out of the, you know, get back to the tesseract and get out of the office. Yeah. Him just doing more random mischief that would have like led into like I would like some funny like little scenes with that. I thought that would have been pretty cool. He might was- still. I mean, he's probably still gonna do that. Like I have a feeling it's gonna be one of those things where they send him to do something, and he's just gonna go far off the playbook and be mischievous as possible. But I do I did kind of like that point where it was just a drawer full of infinity stones and he's just like, what's the point? He's yeah. like, I thought this was the he's like, this is the all powerful stuff I've been looking for this whole time and they've just got multiple versions of them here in a drawer. Like clearly <laughs> And they mean nothing. Yeah, that means it's all insignificant. Like I did like that kind of crushing blow to his ego of like Oh, this is all bullshit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. And, like, learning that there's a bigger game, like, yeah, like, but he's the god of this shit, you know? So, like, I don't know. I, wanna, I just want Loki to be up to more hijinks. Like, I I, 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 I just, like, I wish that, like, everyone, you know, in, even in his presence, everyone just becomes more, that you know, it's like they're affected by him in that way. That would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I, I, yeah, I think that like some some segments of that. Would be pretty cool. I mean, they're probably just parsing it out too, because full tilt like mischievous Loki for how how many episodes this is? Maybe six episodes or so, six episodes straight. Like that could get annoying. That runs the risk of getting really annoying, because like, yeah, for sure, for especially sure. when he's the sole focus. Like, but no, but if people in the show are affected by it, like, like like they're all doing this mischief. Yeah. And then, like, they're all getting, like, you know, like, it's getting more and more old, and, like, it wears on them in that way, you know? So, mm-hmm. so now they're, like, mildly annoyed at everything, and, like, like they're losing sleep over this, and, like, yada, 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 and everyone's still got to keep doing this. Well, you don't know. <laughs> Owen, Owen, Wilson, Owen Wilson may drop his trademark chill and just be like, I'm going to start, maybe this is the vehicle that gives Owen Wilson a chance to really freak out. <laughs> And he'll be like, wow! <laughs> uh, okay, so how many episodes do you think? I say three episodes, we get a wow. I'll take that bet. I'll take that bet of a three. I think they're going to take uh, give take it to the finale. No wow until the finale. No, something's going to happen that's extraordinary in the finale. And Owen Wilson's going to be like, wow. <laughs> they're going to meet the timekeepers in person, and he'll just be like, wow. <laughs> oh boy, I can't wait for that round again of this. Uh, where right, everyone's so like says eight, and me and Mike are gonna say three. Or, I'm or say Mike, three. Have, you say three. Okay, so three for sure. Uh all right, so that we'll, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. Oh boy, I can't tell you what I'm waiting for is all the week long speculation of like, did you see that fly? That means Mephisto's in this. Because <laughs> Mephisto yes. controls flies or something. There you go. A uh, small spoiler alert. My favorite line of the episode was, uh, come on. Like, I couldn't tell there was two Tony Starks. You could smell the bad cologne on two Tony Starks. That's not the exact quote, but that, it had me rolling. Uh, also, a little late for spoilers, seeing as how uh, we just <laughs> I just talked about D.B. Cooper and all that. Stuff. 
Um, uh, George says five. George is giving it five episodes. Five episodes from George. Watch right. it only be two episodes long, and we all lost. <laughs> That's yeah. Like I mean, I, I don't know how long. How long can can it possibly take before he says it? he says it? He's gonna say it. How long? They might have edited it out though. They can't control the edit. Yeah. So they might be editing out wows that we you know like we probably like ran by like seven wows. Every time and he says there's... wow, another timeline starts. Yeah. <laughs> the, time, the timeline in which he said wow and the timeline in which he didn't say wow. Yes, it creates a paradox. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. I um, do like him in the elevator being like, well, I know you're lying because I know you love to talk. Talky, talky, talky. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, again, just those little Owen Wilsonisms that he puts on. Yes. only yeah, it, it only works for Owen Wilson. Like, anyone else... Maybe Keanu Reeves could kind of play this guy. <laughs> <laughs> out, out of five geeks, I give it a three. I really like the episode, but like I said, there's a lot of exposition. But I think it's going to get more and more as we see how the series is actually going to feel. It's hard to tell, you know, the feel of a show when most of the episode is done by setting up the rest of the season. So we'll see. But it's a middle of the road. Three out of five for me. Max? Uh... I'm gonna like I don't I don't want to rate this one I just I I'm just waiting to see I, it, it, it's it's okay it's a watchable thing but I don't even want to throw a number at it like go ahead and watch it it is the start but it's like doing homework this one's like doing your homework um, and I'm afraid of time travel and I don't want it to suck because of time travel and that's the only thing. <laughs> I will give it, yeah, about a three for. I I always kind of start off with these shows at a at kind of the midland point of a three, just because, and they never really get too terrible to for me to deviate into like one or two territory. They always kind of stay within three or four, uh, usually. But I'm I really want these shows to take bigger risks. Like I don't know, Wandavision had the potential for it, and then I was like, yeah, okay, his name's he's going to be some rando dude named Ralph Boner. I didn't like, you know, like I was like, oh, are they really going to have a Quicksilver show up? And then, no, it's just some dude. I'm like, I figured I called that pretty early. Falcon and Winter Soldier, I was like, this is perfectly fine. But yeah, they can go to places bigger than this. And, you know, maybe, I don't know, not try to be so both sidesy of stuff on stuff and be like, pick a side on this show, will you? And then with this one, I'm like, I want it to get wacky. I want it to get crazy. But I know they have a big vision, and they're not going to let it go too crazy or wacky. So it's probably going to sit at a three or four for me. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. And, like, the Marvel shows, they can continue to be at three or four. I agree with Mike. Like, if they keep giving us what they're giving us, then I'm going to keep watching because it's still entertaining. But yeah. I would like to see some of these shows push a little bit further. Like, WandaVision, I would have loved it if we got a little bit more of the the wacky that we were introduced to at the beginning. What were you going to say, Max? Sorry, I interrupted you. Uh, no, I was just saying I agree. Like, it would have been cool if you know, like, they let people do more things. You know, like, it's it's the show could be you know, something else. And, and yeah, it feels a little bit boardroom. You know, like, okay, we need this, we need that. Like, It's consistently know. fine. We're meeting expectations. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's married by the numbers. So um, yeah, I, I agree because that's I, I thought the best Batman movie was when he made a detective movie. You know that was that was like had Batman in it. Like mm -hmm. 
that's make a movie, like do a thing, you know, like, and then just put the put you know the superheroes or whatever in there, like it's or make a show do a thing that would be really cool. But you know, like that's that's taking risk is not going to guarantee. Yeah, you know, everyone's everyone's gonna like it. Everyone's gonna right. watch it. Everyone's gonna pay. And then, like, if you gotta sell toys on top of it, like, I understand. But uh, that would be we'll, cool too. We'll see what happens when the team behind Flip or Flop get their hands on Batman and Superman. <laughs> um, um, what's also keeping it at a three for me, and what kind of brings Endgame down a little bit for me, is that these show, this show, and that movie are consistently trying to make me feel as though Thor: The Dark World was worth watching. <laughs> like th- you notice that it's like let's keep coming back to thor the dark world as if it was some momentous changing event in in the timeline it's like okay fine <laughs> renee russo and her 10 lines of dialogue meant everything to these characters so yeah which i love renee russo but it's like i don't remember her character's name in those movies but they're they painted as like this is the end all be all for both Thor and Loki was that moment that she died and it's just like did we spend time with her to care? Well Not really. yeah before they started making movies about it. <laughs> we did. They didn't. Yeah. I mean they did, we didn't. <laughs> they did, yeah. That's if the thing. It's like don't, before, don't, before don't tell me to started. care about stuff that doesn't happen on the screen. <laughs> That's not a bad assessment. But um so Everybody's been anticipating this new trailer from Netflix. I know I have. I don't know about Mike and Max, but I'm super excited to see what this is going to give us. This is a dive into something familiar that we've seen before, but it's it's going to be new and exciting, and I'm super stoked, and I cannot wait to talk about The Last Mercenary with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, God. I am so excited. Oh, fuck. Netflix and Van Damme are teamed up. Le mercenaire le plus réputé au monde. Expert en pilotage, en armement. I mean, at least I get to brush up on my French. Oh, already. I have seen this trailer like four times already. But I wanted to share it with Tim and our audience. Le dossier ton fils, comme tu me l'as demandé. Attention, t'as beau passer ton temps à sauver les enfants des On va où Monte. I love that mustache. Je suis content de rencontrer. Tu veux pas mourir Qu'est-ce que je te dis L'acheteur, c'est, c'est le mec uh, qui est blanchi. Oui. Il faut qu'on retrouve cet imposteur. Is it all, it's all in French Blanchi. Yeah. Et c'est ce que tu veux dire It's back to, you know, Est-ce more Van Damme poking fun of himself like he has been over the last few years. Oh, this is gonna be terrible. Shut up, Max. Get rid of Max. <laughs> there we go. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, music. Oh my goodness. At least Van Damme can still do the karate. Like, I don't know if you've seen a Seagal movie lately, but he could not. Ever? Uh, have you ever seen a Seagal movie? I have, the older one. Oh my goodness. 
cannot express how excited I was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, bet, I bet you are. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It seems like it's right up your alley being a Van Damme fan. Yes. Well, I really like John claude Van Johnson, and um, I I think he's better when he gets to work and kind of poke fun at himself, so we'll see. Because one of the biggest criticisms of Van Damme back in the day, like with studios and other actors, is that he took himself too seriously, and mm-hmm. he's, he's not anymore. Like, he... He has fun with his image and something he did with the Expendables and something he did with Van Johnson. So, was that was the turning point for that? You think JCVD? I think so. And uh, hitting off the cocaine, I think helped a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go, go figure. He's like, hey, he's like, it's on the drugs. Like, just, just turn around. Like, <laughs> probably. <laughs> he was during Street Fighter. <laughs> during Street Fighter, you're spending ten grand a week on cocaine. Jesus Christ. And um, yeah, he, he's bipolar. So, you know, yeah, so. medication also helps a lot with moods and stuff. When he but, had uh, the when he had the mustache on, I thought for a second he was Michael Fassbender. And I was like, I don't know why I don't know why the mustache made me think, hey, Michael Fassbender's in this. This isn't Shane. <laughs> You're right. It's, <laughs> nice, not, it's, it's not that iconic cowboy movie where Michael <laughs> Fassbender has sex with a lot of people. Yeah. That one. That's the one for sure. <laughs> Check out our laughter. Best of laughter video for that. Absolutely. All right, this is the Netflix trailer everybody is really anticipating. Time after yes. time, try to take this castle, but you will never succeed, Skeletor. Call your champion. I told myself I'm going to go back and watch the old He-Man when I saw this trailer, and no. I started watching the first no. episode. I can't do it, guys. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry to our audience. Don't do that. Don't do I, that. Just, I can't just understand that it existed. You can, if you really need to, like read the synopsis of what went down in the cartoon, do that, but don't watch it. Just, like, <laughs> this is a continuation, it's supposed to be a direct sequel to the original series. Oh my goodness! Oh, they're really going for it, too. I need a hero. We had a Sailor Moon moment. Oh, dude. Yes. And full-on anime battle cat. I will yep. take it every time. Thank you very much. Let me get another one of those. Oh, I mean, the animation is solid. Thing. Yes. I'm so ready for this. Orko gets to do Oh, something. dude, even Orko gets a minute? Like, come on. <laughs> come on. Skeletor looks like a hard ass. I'm down. I'm down. You know, and like, fuck it. I'm down. Like, this is what I wanted. This is what I wanted for the Thundercats anime remake that they tried and they just totally fucked up. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, the, uh, what was it? It was, like, the cartoony Thundercats? Oh, you know, they had a full-on, like, anime, like, reboot of Thundercats. Oh. And, like, the oh, yeah, that two one. episodes, like, I'm down. And and like the animation's sick. I'm like, this is yes, more of this. Like that that makes these things work. And then it was just like terrible. Like like Panthro gets these like like Mr. Fantastic arms. Like he can just stretch <laughs> his arms like to however long. And it's like I don't know what's going on anymore. I know uh, they got a lot of big. Well, because it's because Kevin Smith is the one of the showrunners, so he pulls in a lot of. Favors, I'm sure. Like, I think uh, He-Man's voiced by one of the guys who was on Supergirl. 
the guy he played not he played uh Monel or something. He's married. He's married to the actress that plays Supergirl, so that's why he has a connection there because Kevin directed a couple of episodes of Supergirl. I know Lena Headey's in this cast. Mark Hamill's Skeletor. Yeah. Yes. And they yeah, got the original. Well, they got the original voice of Skeletor to play Moss Man. Nice. So. Hey, but, like, uh, yeah. Uh, you say Mark Hamill's the villain? Is that what you just said? Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. I'll have one of those. And uh, Jason Mewes, Jason Mewes plays Stinkor. Uh, Kevin Conway plays Merman. And yeah, uh, I mean, there it is. Wait a minute, so, wait a minute. You're saying you're saying Jason Mewes, uh, Jay from Jay and Silent Bob, is playing a character who looks and smells like skunkweed. Uh, yes, and then Justin Long, <laughs> who's playing Roboto. So yeah, Kevin Smith is a loyal guy. Like he he makes sure his buddies work. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, if you got it. And, <laughs> and we got Harley Quinn Smith in it as well. Uh, it's oh, nice. Okay. Kevin Conroy, though. Kevin, Kevin Conroy <laughs> and Mark Hamill together again. Sarah Michelle Gellar. This is not a bad like voice cast. No, Who's Sarah Michelle Gellar play? Uh, you said Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. I believe like you don't need to say anything else. Like uh, <laughs> You already Sarah have Mich- a good cast. Sarah Michelle plays um, Hila. Oh, okay. Oh, so she'll probably have a prominent role. I'm down. I'm 100% down. He-Man is going to be the shit. I'm excited. I cannot wait to watch it. It's going to be awesome. And I'll say this as someone who I'm I'm never... Yeah, I never got into Masters of the Universe when I was a kid. That was never my my jam. But, I mean, the the visuals are really impressive on this. The animation looks really impressive on this. I might be a little lost if it's a continuation of the story, but I doubt the story is that complicated. Right. It's not. It's not. And Kathleen Wass, the true host of Funny Science Fiction, uh, she says the cast lineup makes me want to watch it. Yeah. No, it's hard not to. It's hard to say no to that cast lineup. It's solid. And like I said, so long as it's consistent quality. Yeah. And it's good I don't have to look at Justin Long because I can't look at that guy. I just wonder what Kevin Smith were getting, you know. Along the, did he write and direct this or? No, nah, like I said, he's. I think he's just. De- he just developed it. I don't. Oh, I think. Okay. I think a lot of other people have written the scripts, man. Okay. I don't think. It's- yeah. So I was like, I'm yeah. down. You know, like I've read some Kevin Smith comic books. He's not. He's not a terrible comic book writer. So I, you know, like give him a go. But uh, I was like, I don't know what we're gonna get because like yeah. there's a lot of room to do a lot of things with these He-Man characters. Like you said, there's not a whole lot of depth in that story. So it's mm-hmm. like. You can kind of do whatever you want, and it could be like a zany thing or like you know a stoner thing or whatever. Like it could be a lot. Well, so, that's what that's what I imagine they're going to try to do here. Is basically like from what I've heard, because I read like an article or two when they were interviewing Kevin Smith about it. It's, it's like yes, it picks up where the original show left off, but then it's going to go into territory that you know could only be hinted at really in the original show because the original show was made for. OG Saturday morning where you couldn't really do a lot of more mature stuff or more, right. but not like there's, they're not going to go into like hardcore stuff, right? It'll be probably like <laughs> He-Man, He-Man has He-Man a crisis. He-Man a hentai content. movie? Okay. No. By Kevin Smith? <laughs> God, I hope not. Um, oh my be, goodness. I'm sure Terrible. it's going to be more like heroes are going to have crisis of conscience or fit, like question their, like He-Man's probably going to be like, what am I even fighting for? So, like he'll have an yeah. introspective moment. I don't know. Maybe T. I think there was something saying like Tila's the one that's bringing back 
the, the, the masters of the universe back together. Like she's uh-huh. the one who like rallies everyone back after they've all been disbanded or something like, like an event uh-huh. happens that shatters Still everyone's trust. Place. So she's going to be the Furiosa of He-Man and the masters of the universe. Okay. I'm down. Yeah. Like I, I love anime. I love I love stuff taking just like right up to eleven in anime. So it's like that's like I'm down. Like when you saw the battle between He Man and Skeletor, where Skeletor like makes that giant fist and like He Man just punches it. Like yes, okay, <laughs> give me more stuff like that. Um, like I, I can't wait to see all the characters just doing crazy anime things. Like that. Like, oh, that this is what they were born for. Like like. You, when they originally made the Saturday morning cartoon, they didn't know that anime was a thing. Like, they weren't aware of, of the beauty that could happen here. And like, I'm just like, yes, take, give me anime Transformers, give me anime He-Man, anime GI Joe was sweet already. Like, give yeah. me more anime GI Joe. Like, do all of it. Like, anime is the perfect medium for that. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping if I get into the show, it's I'm kind of hoping it's the opposite of uh, whatever the Transformers Netflix show that's on now, the Cy- War for Cybertron thing. Because yeah. I just got through the second chapter of that. That show would be great if there was way less like talking in throne rooms. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's like sort of like Iron Fist. It's like. Okay, why aren't they transforming and doing robot things and being sweet? I mean. Uh, the last couple of episodes of Earth, the Earthrise chapter, they fight Scorponok on a space station, and it, so it, it gets pretty fun. But also, it's just like I like the dynamic between Optimus and Megatron in this show. But man, everyone just loves to talk at one another in this yeah. show. Yeah, well, I, that's uh, budget concerns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Smith is part of the writers' room for the show, and also Mark Bernardin is part of the writers' room. Okay. All right. Um, I, I like Mark's work, too. Yeah. yeah. So something I never really thought would happen for me, because I cannot express how many times I've tried to get into anime. It just never happened for me. But Max really recommended Demon Slayer. And I'm like, all right, this sounds sounds like it's up my alley. So I sat down to watch Demon Slayer, and holy crap, I was blown away. I'm six or seven, maybe eight episodes into it, and I absolutely love it. Um, I'm watching it with the English dub, because I was watching it with my son. But I think I'm going to, now that he's gone off and watched it rest without me, I think I'm going to watch it in the original language because I prefer that. Because the English dub, the guy who voices the main character, I his voice is kind of obnoxious. So yeah. I got it. You know, my thing is that dude in the, in the yellow coat, the scaredy cat dude, I fucking can't stand that dude. Like, so I like Demon Slayer, except that this fucking dude is a main character. And, and I'm, I'm just like... Why? Like, why do you have to be so annoying? Like, if you were just a little bit less annoying, then this this whole thing might be sweet. But you, like, you're taking me down. Like, I, I hate that guy so much. I wish he would get killed. I was hoping that he would die in that episode where he almost died in, and he didn't. So, <laughs> and then, I was like, so spoilers, the there's a dude who doesn't die that Max <laughs> I, uh, uh yeah, no, so uh, Demon Slayer's alright, and then they made a movie and they put it out in the movie theaters, which I, th- I thought was awesome. So and it did I, really I, well. I to go watch the movie, and then from that, like he's he's back to the show to because yeah. I mean, it, it holds up. I'm well, gonna to watch brief- the show before I watch the movie. That's just a yeah. given. 
Well, to bring it back to the show I was telling you about earlier, uh, Jason, the Tresse, the Filipino anime show, it's that, like, yeah, I, I went through the, because it's only six episodes, I went through the six-episode season with the English cast, or with the English-speaking cast, I should say, and then went through the regular the season again with Tagalog dialogue. And I'm like, I much prefer it when it's in Tagalog, except that the subtitles aren't just subtitles. Like, you have no choice but to have the closed captioning. So it won't just be like the translation. It'll also be like tires screeching or <laughs> clinking, clinking of cups as they are being <laughs> cheered. Yeah. Um, I'm like... Oh, but no, I, I do I do prefer I do prefer subtitles typically, except for the only anime or only show that I really do that for is Cowboy Bebop, just because I do love the voice cast for the English dub of Cowboy oh, yeah. Bebop. Yeah, no, Cowboy Bebop is good to watch. Yes. Yeah, and it's, it's that's crazy. what I that's what I went through college watching was the English dub on Adult Swim, so Yeah. Um, I watched uh, Ponyo also and I absolutely love that movie. And that's Hands down, the best English dub I've ever heard of an anime so far. Again, I'm only three animes in, so like, Ponyo? I don't even know what that is. It's like, um, it's like a story based loosely on the Little Mermaid. Is it? About it's, a sea it's a Miyazaki thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That's why. Yeah. No, I don't. I hate that. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't like. That. I don't like. I don't like this one. And then I also watched Kakaguri. Guru. Kakaguri. Yes. I I like it, but it gets it gets like really sexual for like one minute of each episode. <laughs> it's completely <laughs> random and not necessary, but um <laughs> uh, no, that's what it is. It's like it's like uh it's almost like half of it's like a, st- a half a step below softcore porn. Everything's normal, it's a fairly clean show. And then for just randomly, they have an orgasm in the middle yeah, of playing and cards. Gambling and someone has an orgasm, and yeah, that's that's just it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, who doesn't? It's fair. <laughs> that is fair. Oh no. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's that show. Um, it's, it's, I like I like another show called Food Wars. They do the exact same thing. Like anytime someone like you know they they're going like iron chefing it against each other. Anytime somebody like eats the food, they have an orgasm. Like every time. So it's I like I was about to say. I was about to say it's like it better be when they're eating the food and not when they're preparing the food because I'm no. like, who gets off on uh, over? They haven't they haven't gone there yet. I don't know. There might be a character who gets off on the cooking, but no. But like, but everyone gets off on on eating the food. So it's like yeah, there's definitely going to be a scene where everyone's just like, oh, and then like like everything goes like blue or like red or yellow and like. Like their 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 bits will be covered with something, but like they're always like ha- obviously having orgasms. <laughs> All right, everybody, uh, joining us at one o'clock, we have the founder of the nonprofit, the meaning behind. Oh, I'm sorry, the nonprofit coherently aware now, and uh, I can't wait to talk to him. He's doing some good things. Good friend of Stacy Toys, and I cannot wait to talk to him. Uh, we have everything else coming down the line. Max is joining us for the premiere episode of season two of Matt Talk in just a few weeks, everybody. So get excited, oh, Max. Man. He probably yep. forgot that he committed to it, but John and I, I like the idea. I did not forget. I was obviously preparing to have my notebook and pen right here because I am a notebook and pen guy, remember? Yeah, well, yeah, you haven't watched it yet because John and I want to watch it with you. Uh, so, um, everybody, stay tuned. Uh, so much more coming. I know I told you our commercials would be. 
redone. They have not been yet. So we'll <laughs> commercial, take five. Hey, Jason, have you ever been accused of a crime? I have not yet, John. But if I ever was, there's only one man I would call, and that man is Benjamin Matlock. You would be right to do that because he's a guy that can certainly clear your name of any accusations that come your way. It doesn't matter, man, if you're accused of, say, I don't know, murdering your ex-husband live on your TV cooking show or using a pair of scissors to stab your business manager to death. Or maybe, maybe you sneak into your landlord's office and off him overnight during the Christmas season, Matlock can get you taken care of. And you know what? He's also a dude that is the subject of a pretty cool podcast called Matt Talk. Right, Jason? Yeah, he is. And uh, I'm so glad John just aired out all my dirty laundry. But um, <laughs> it's great to know that when I stab my landlord or I you know, commit any crimes, I can call the one man. And that That's one man is Benjamin Matlock. That's right. And you can check out our podcast called Matt Talk every second and fourth Monday of the month. It's available on all of the podcasting platforms, including Anchor. Just go to anchor.fm slash Matt Talk. And it's available through the Facebook page. Of course, that is at Matt Talk Podcast. And uh, you could check out every single episode when they drop. And real soon, real soon, it'll be available every Saturday at noon through the Scene Snobs channel. Just look for it. Scene snob, the scene snobs, excuse me, on Facebook or the scene snobs.com. Jason, tell them about the email and the Twitter account, please. You guys can email us anytime at b n m a t t a l k at gmail.com. That is Ben Matt Talk at gmail.com. One more time, Ben Matt Talk at gmail.com. Email me, let us know what you think of this commercial, let us know what you think of the episodes. We have some great interviews with Lori Lathine and um. Linda Pearl and Scott Valentine and a ton of other great episodes. And by the way, check us out on Twitter. We just got on Twitter at Matt Talk underscore podcast. And so, ladies and gentlemen, check out an episode. And as they say in court, nothing further. Hi, I'm Casper. And I'm Becky Gremlin. And we're the host of Don't Fuck With The Original. We are a spoopy horror podcast that pretty much covers everything under the genre. We cover haunted locations, we cover true crime, cryptids, movies, anything you can literally think of. We are all over it. Everything spoopy. On Wednesdays, and why? Wednesdays are for podcast. Thanks, guys. Hey everybody, it's John Orlando from the PBD Cast. Are you wondering where you can find my podcast? Well, it's real simple. Just go over to pbdcast.com, the online home of yours truly, or it's available through all of those major podcasting platforms. Just search for it in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio app, and don't forget that every single Monday night at 8 o'clock, and I yes, folks, John Orlando refers to himself as yours truly when I talk page. to him on the phone. Just go over to Facebook.com and search for at PBDCast and join me every Monday night at 8 p.m. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to get on out of here. So I'll chat at each and every one of you later. Stay right. Stay independent. 
What's going on, everybody? It's the Scene Buddy, Snob. It's the Scene Snob. I'm here to tell you guys about thescenesnobs.com. We're a channel of variety, comedy, entertainment, geek-related, sports, the whole nine yards. We cover almost every genre. We have so many great shows to choose from. We have shows like the Scene Snobs podcast, BTB podcast, the Guapo Show, the Sports Snobs podcast, the PVD cast, Jeff Dwoskin presents Crossing the Streams, the Three Geeks podcast, the Fandom Effect, we probably have the only Matlock-based podcast called Matt Talk, and we're introducing new shows all the time. We have new shows coming up like the Ear Hustling podcast, Carpool Shenanigans, and of course, from some nobodies, Twitching Upstream and Talking Upstream. So come on, check out thescenesnobs.com, enjoy it. And please leave feedback. Like, follow, subscribe us, and just let us know what you think. We love to have all the interaction. So I, again, am the Scene Snob McManhattan. Check out thescenesnobs.com. You can follow us anywhere on social media at the Scene Snob. And we will talk to you guys soon. Take care. Three, two, one. I'm Gunnar Quaylen. I'm Jenna St. Clair. From churchofsecrets.org. You're listening to John, Dan, Scott. Max and Jason on the Three Geeks Podcast. A two out of five isn't bad, and we get a nice close-up of Mike's couch. Look at that. Hi, Eric. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Doing great, man. Doing great. Cannot wait to talk to you and hear about your nonprofit. Um, so, first off, we're friends on Facebook, and I saw that you just got into Game of Thrones. How are you liking it so far? I, um, I was I was very hesitant about getting into it. <laughs> I'm the type of person who gets into season, gets into shows like years after they get off. The, everyone else gets into them. That's but the way to do I'm, it, though. I'm loving it. I'm actually loving it. It's a lot. It's a lot of siblings having sex. There's yes, there's a good proportion of that. That's, a good uh, proportion of that. <laughs> uh, no, nobody warned you about the incest. No, uh, no, nobody, nobody warned me about that. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, that's. Yeah, there's a lot of incest. Every once yeah. in a while, a dragon shows up. It's okay. Yeah. Every once in a while, there's a dragon. But you know, I, I kept going. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of shows do you watch, Eric? Besides Game of Thrones. Um, so I'm I'm very into. Um, I I started watching a lot of Marvel stuff. Um, vampires. Um, I love magic stuff like uh, the magicians. I watched a few times. Uh, Weeds. I've watched probably seven times the whole season. Every every season. I I don't smoke weed, but I like the show. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Um, yeah. So um, nothing, nothing, nothing really sci-fi though. That's that's kind of out of my realm. So uh, yeah. Not a bad lineup. I started watching The Magicians. I don't know why I stopped because I was liking what I was watching so far. It's really, you know, it's it, at first I was like, I was like, mm, I don't know if I can get into it. But then, you know, it just kind of like takes you. It's it's like Harry Potter for adults. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a very accurate. Uh, yeah. First, I want to say hi to Tim. Tim was commenting on my personal post on Facebook and for some reason they weren't coming through. So Tim, we weren't ignoring you. We love you, buddy. Thanks for tuning in. Uh Kathleen says twin cess, not just incest. Truth. It's extra creepy that way. I think it's creepy. Yeah, that's way, truth. To like... be honest. <laughs> I don't know if one can be creepier than the other because they're both uh, pretty creepy. 
yeah, I feel um, like, yeah. Um, um, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but we are here to talk about Coherently Aware Now. Uh, Eric, tell us about the nonprofit. So our my nonprofit, I founded it, um, well, we launched it uh, a little before the pandemic. Uh, <laughs> my marketing skills are spectacular. I decided to do it right before the pandemic. Business is not my right touch. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, so the pandemic happened. So then we relaunched it a couple months ago. Uh, what it is, is we secure funds to help sexual assault survivors, people with addictions and dual diagnosis. We get them into a treatment center uh, with funding and we become their advocates while they're in treatment. And then we help them with an exit plan to help them get out of treatment uh, with funding. Let's say they need to get into a halfway house or they need a therapist or they need an outpatient program. We're the first in the United States to do this. Uh, and the reason the reason that I started this nonprofit is because I am a survivor of multiple sexual assaults. I am a recovering addict. I have dual diagnosis. I have PTSD. I've been in eight treatment centers. Well, I thought it was six, and then <laughs> and I blocked out two of them. <laughs> um, and and <laughs> yeah, that's that happens. And I I, I noticed that uh, rep representation wasn't there for clients. Uh, I, I'm very vocal myself. So for me, it was okay. But I noticed that there wasn't for people who 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 suffer trauma and who aren't vocal and and their therapy wasn't there for them. It, they weren't representation there there was no representation for them. There wasn't safety for them. They didn't feel safe. Uh, their uh, treatment centers weren't regulated. And this was a, this is a huge issue. This is a very huge issue. Uh, there are halfway houses that are, you know, the, the term is trap houses, where where they 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 fraud insurance companies just for their own pockets. And this is not good. We we, we need to keep people safe. We need to keep uh, trauma people, uh, addicts people with mental health issues. We need to keep people safe. And uh, I, I wanted to start this because I want to show people that they're cared about, that they're not throwaways. People, humans are not throwaways. And That's they need true. to know that. And yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it, I mean, we've tried, you know, it's like uh, gathering them up and throwing them in jail and stuff like that. And it seems to not be working so well uh so it's good you know to, to to get people the help that they need so that they can you know, like you know turn themselves around you know if they if they want to and give the you know like you're saying the the representation you know to be like hey like you know you can't just let this guy fall through the cracks like you know he's got the right to, to be here he needs this treatment and uh and, you know and so he can get better and then be a functioning person, you know, like that's, uh, <laughs> that's what we, we all, we, we all have potential to be something better than we were. Mm -hmm. We all have that potential and, and we just need, people need a chance to show that potential. Some of the smartest people I know are addicts and people with 
mental health issues and people who have, have had the worst experiences in life. They're some of the most creative people, some of the smartest people, but they've just been diverted from their path. And, um, and they, need to, they need help to get back on that path. And, the, and treatment centers are ways of doing that. There are ways of doing that. I've had some of the best treatment and some of the worst treatment. There, there's been some treatment centers that I've came out worse than I went that from when I went in. Mm-hmm. And I've been attacked by staff in treatment centers. And because they're not regular, they get they get they get um, certified by these by these big organizations, but and then that's it, and that's it. And and they don't. What we do, what we'll be doing is every week we'll have someone come in, uh, not a therapist, not a psychologist, someone who's been in treatment, and meet with the client, and see or whether either go there or talk by video chat. Um, dependent depending on how we're doing with this pandemic, right. uh, and see and see how how they are there, how how the treatment center is is helping them. If the, if they are okay with their therapist, if they feel safe, if the food is okay, if if they're getting everything that they need, and if not, we have the right to remove them to another treatment center, and and it's to show that and it, in our contract. If if that if that happens, we get a portion of that money back that we gave them to show them that it's more about the clients than about their pockets. Right. Yeah. Um, this is actually very uh, serendipitous that I would be on here for to to hear your uh, story. I, I just want to say this is absolutely I feel a great cause. Um, I actually work uh, for a network of outpatient. Uh, programs with regards to substance abuse in my day job with regards to substance abuse um, with regards to trauma and also just general mental health and yeah there's a lot of demand or you know especially from those of us who are you know either uh, on-the-spot facilitators or in this case you know facilitating a lot of calls with clients and so forth of consistent consistent quality of care consistent yeah. quality of like services provided and so forth and outreach provided because we have noticed like yeah some some clients that we end up uh you know having recommended or i should say uh, brought our way for assessments oftentimes they've had bad experiences with other providers other like you said trap ha- when you said trap houses i'm just like yep i've heard this many times this yeah. you know kind of terminology for this and so yeah to be able to kind of have more advocacy for a consistent quality of care is very needed in this field. And, and it's all, you know, to, to keep someone in treatment, it's, it's about $30,000 or more, depending on the treatment center to, to, for one month in treatment for one person. And that's, if, if someone's dealing with trauma, you know, they're, they're, they're getting for the first, let's say for the first week, they're, they're just getting, acclimated to the place for the second week they're meeting their therapist and they're they're getting comfortable with their therapist and they're trying to feel safe in the place so they're maybe just cracking the egg of their trauma just a little bit so the yeah. so the yolk starts dripping out a little bit and every two weeks you're if you're if you're there with insurance your your insurance will will 
will see every two weeks if they keep you on. So your insurance can say in two weeks, sorry, we're not gonna keep you there anymore. So now you have, <laughs> you have someone who is just had their egg cracked. They're, they're, they might have to get kicked out. They're, they might be addicted to something. They might have um, an eating disorder. They might have be self-harmers. They might not have any family. They might not, they might be suicidal. So where are they gonna go? What are they gonna do? They don't have any money. So there's no funding out there at all. Scholarships are very hard to come by, super hard to come by. Some places even do it as a lottery, like, like we're in, like, we're in some Handmaid's Tale type thing. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, so what we want to do is whether you have insurance or you don't have insurance, we want to help you. We, if, if you're, if you're in a treatment center and, and your insurance stops you, we want your treatment center to call and say, listen, we have someone here who their insurance is, is, is denying them now. Can you help us? And that's when we step in. Or if you have a family member, you are looking to get into treatment and you don't have insurance, you call us and we will help you and try to find you a treatment center. So we wanna help every single person. You know, there's so much money out there. There's so, there's so much money out there, really. I mean, people, we're dripping in money. I mean, let's let's call a spade a spade. We're dripping in money right now. I mean, yeah. Whether, whether, whether we wanna believe it or not. There, there's the, a sh there's a lot of people with money and yeah. and throw throw your politics away throw your republican throw your throw your democrats away throw your independence away i believe in humanity and i believe that humanity can be saved at some point yes there can i curse on here yeah yeah go for it <laughs> there, oh, yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> There are assholes out there. Yes, there are assholes out there. There, there are those assholes out there. But, but there, when you throw everything else away, everyone is affected by, by this somehow. And if we all come together to save people, to help people with this, we can help people with this because that's the one thing no matter where you where you're from what you believe what you what no matter who you are you're affected by this eric, i don't care eric, who you are a facebook comment uh, question for you uh, what does eric think is the biggest impediment to addicts getting help stigma cost uh everything everything I think I think yes. uh, stick, stick, <laughs> name it, name it. It's there. Stigma. I think everyone thinks a junkie is not worth saving. I think a junk, a junk. Uh, you know, for a long time, I used to I used to categorize myself as an addict um, because my trauma and my addiction were one thing. I was I I always had to have it together. And once I worked on my trauma, and I always want to say, I'm not a therapist. This is just stuff that I that I paid a lot of money to <laughs> to to work on, uh, and I've learned on my journey. Like, please don't think I'm a therapist because I'm not. Um, it's just it's just me coming into myself. And um, uh, I 
I think I when I worked on my trauma and I worked on my on my shit, I I removed my stuff, but I still relapsed. I still kept relapsing. I still kept using, and I didn't understand why. And I was like, "What the hell? This is not. I shouldn't still be doing this." And then I became a junkie. And I and I, everything I didn't want to do, I used in my apartment. I used alone. I didn't. Every it wasn't working anymore. It, it just wasn't working. And I was like, "Oh, I'm just. I've always just been a junkie." I've just always, it was never, it was never this or that. I've just always been a junkie. So even I had that stigma of what it was. And so I think the stigma is a big thing. Um, I think uh, cost is a huge thing. I think it's abnormally expensive to, to help people. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think it could be much cheaper. <laughs> I, I, I granted, yes, they have to. Treatment centers have to pay a staff, but yes, I think it could be more accessible for for people to get help. I, I think I think people are 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 benefiting off the fact that people are dying. Oh. Like, yeah, like you're saying, it's it's with the insurance companies. They're like, oh, okay, well. You know, like we, we're not going to do this anymore, so they just stop. Like they're allowed to do that, even though you paid them already. Like, it's insurance is a scam, and like it's all it's all terrible. <laughs> and, and like, do you, do you, I don't I don't know if they realize that by paying this out, they could be saving more money yeah. by helping yeah. people. Right. They're, 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 they they can be saving more money by not by paying this out. Yeah. And. and and later on by helping people it, it's 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 yeah I, I i think it i think everything that you can name is 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 harming everything mm -hmm. uh, i answer that the callousness yeah callousness against people like i don't understand it um but yeah no i agree like like it's, well, it would be easier to just help people but they don't like and especially when you were mentioning earlier the kind of the the sliding scale based on individual case by case basis where you know there's no set standard for like okay by week two your clients should be at this point in their in their recovery or in their program or what have you it's like no n not everyone's going to be you know at this certain point with regards to recovery by week two and you know how do you expect us to be able to maintain a consistent care of treatment for this client when you expect them to have all their bases covered by the end of a certain set period that's predetermined and that the insurance company isn't willing to go the extra mile for yeah and especially when regards to i know max kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier the idea of like when it comes to like incarceration and so forth like we could be diverting so many more funds towards you know this as opposed to like upping you know prison confinement and so forth for even you know perpetrators or uh, people who have committed even the barest of felonies, or so yeah. forth. It's like, and and yeah, it's like it's just like if you choose to get. And I also help, believe you know, <laughs> that that would be interesting to me. But we would never choose that. And, and I also believe that a lot of addicts don't need to be in jail. Yeah, honestly, absolutely. I, yeah. I, I think I think they believe I think they need to be in treatment, 
and um, and I think they're serving sentences for for something that could be dealt with in in a therapeutic way. Um, you, you have to remember that that we we are not who we are when we're high. Yes, like I said, we're some of us are assholes still. No matter, take away the drug, take away the drink, we're assholes no matter what. But um, I, I I did I did some stupid things when I we're 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 stuck in this tornado, you know, we're we're in this I call it the Dorothy effect. We're we're in this tornado, and 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 we see we see the house fly by, we see the cow fly by, and we see we see a witch fly by, and and we can't get out of this tornado, and um, once in a while we'll see that light, that opening come by, and we we hope that we can jump out at that exact moment. And sometimes we're lucky enough to, to sync up with it. And then sometimes we're not. So what we do is anything that we grab, anything that we see fly by quickly that we can grab and bring in with us to join us, we just bring it in to, to, to join our misery. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Uh, what, if somebody is out there listening and they have not gotten help or they they're afraid to, what would be the first step you would recommend to them? Uh, if, if someone is in active addiction, addiction. Yeah. Or experienced that, um, something like sexual abuse and they haven't said in, anything. If they're in crisis, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, there's, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of resources. Uh, rain, uh, is a great resource, uh, R-A-I-N-N. That's a great resource to help um, with sexual assault. Um, unfortunately, right now, we are not a functioning nonprofit. Um, hopefully, we're, we're still looking for funding for our nonprofit. Uh, we're hoping that we will be within the next year. Uh, you can go to www.thesafecircle.org if you do want to donate to us. Um, uh, if you are in active addiction, I, I would say just call a, um, treatment centers and try to get into a treatment center. Um, there, really reach out to uh, AA meetings, NA meetings, uh, groups. You you might you might be scared. For me, recover recovery for me is very different. For everyone, it's very different. For me, it wasn't groups. I tried. I tried groups. Uh, it helped. It helped me when I needed it. For me, it's therapy. It's it's um, it's working on my nonprofit. It's 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 keeping my just keep your feet moving. Keep your feet moving. No matter how small your steps are, you're moving. You're always moving. Even when I was using, I was seeing a therapist. I was always seeing a therapist. That helped me so much, and 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 always know that you're cared for. You are you you're worth the spot that you're standing in. It took me so long to realize that, to know that I was I earned this spot. Yeah, man. I, I yeah, you get to be here too. It's like you know, uh, again, like why why don't we do more to help each other? Um, well, what's the 
the name of the nonprofit and where can we reach you again just to you know like in case people want to donate the name of the nonprofit is Coherently Aware Now. You can go to www.thesafecircle.org. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. When people like you and Stacy come on here and tell your stories, I know that inspires so many other people. And I do want to take a second to plug some of my friends' podcasts that you've been on. You've been on Fred Carroll's um, uh, podcast recently. I can't uh, ending the stigma, the ending yeah. the stigma podcast. You were on yeah. that recently. And it looks like you're going to be on my buddy Tim's podcast this Friday focused on Ford. So um, I'm glad to see that you're getting out there and you're being able to tell your story and bring more awareness to this because this is a serious issue. And if anybody in our audience is experiencing this issue and you're afraid to talk to somebody, I am not an expert in this field at all. But if you message me, I'll get you in contact with people because I know people that can listen and help and they won't judge you. They'll They'll just be there for you. So I can I can be that middle ground if you just want to message me on Facebook. I'm always available. I can hook you up with Eric, Stacy, or whoever out there that you might go to help you get where you need to go. And also, hey, I no. just oh, oh, I'm sorry. yeah, go ahead, sir. Oh well, and, I, oh. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> you can also you can also go to my TikTok. Uh, go unstuck yourself, uh, and you can message me on there. Um, I, I do inspirational stuff on there and you can always private message me on there and I can direct you to places if you want. Mm -hmm. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I, I just wanted to say it's like I, 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 I genuinely feel like, especially since we're all kind of coming out of the past year that we've all had, you know, there's going to be probably a lot more demand, a lot more need to vocalize the advocacy for this, you know, outreach and for this particular kind of focus for we really need to step up our game when it comes to being able to have these services at at the ready and be of a consistent quality of care because people might be coming out of this pandemic you know with trauma with addictions you know i know i, I max and jason know a little bit about this but it is a little just even reintegrating into everyday settings with people has been sort of a a huge struggle for me and I wouldn't necessarily put it on a, you know, the level of traumatic, but absolutely, you know, any little trigger, any little stressor can bring about that for people who have gone through some very tough ordeals. And I'm sure this past year has prov provide plenty of those. So absolutely. I hope that this is able to flourish and that your organization is able to get the back, uh, the backup and the traction that it needs in order to be able to really become a voice for, these uh, individuals that need that care, that need that support. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I appreciate okay. that. Eric, you're welcome to come on our podcast anytime, whether it's to talk about Game of Thrones, <laughs> to promote the website, Thanks. of course, anything at all. We're, like I said, I'm so glad. Stacy's been introducing us to some wonderful people, and Stacy's amazing. Stacy's amazing. You know, yeah. I, I I do I, I met her. I do drag also, so I I met her doing a, a drag pageant. And, All right. And, well, we need to talk about that the next time you're on. Because yeah, I'm my back, fascinated by that. I'm just let you know my background's theater. Like I I grew up yeah. like I grew up doing theater and all that stuff. So like, and so you guys you guys are my people. So. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> We went to Jersey and we met up with Stacy and she bought us lunch. It's just she's one of the most wonderful human beings and her story is so inspiring. Yeah. And uh, 
I, again, you you messaged me. You're like, Stacy says really high things about you. I'd love to be on your show. I mean, that's a way to win anybody over. I got to say, thanks, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, no, she's great people. She's great people. No, Stacy's awesome. But um, yeah, again, you're welcome anytime. Please come Thank on. You so you just got to message me, say, I want to come on and talk something about something nerdy and put my, my website and we're there. We don't even have to so talk about nerdy stuff. Talk about comedy. Great, so I'll, I'll, I'll see you here tomorrow then. Great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> set, our set appointment. <laughs> great. So we'll, just, we'll just Google Calendar. That's great. <laughs> for, sure. for sure, for sure. But like I said, you could check out Eric also on Ending the Stigma with Fred Carroll and on Focused on Ford this week with Tim. Eric, again, thank you, man. This has been a blast. Um, everybody that's listening, watching, follow us at 3 Geeks Podcast. Check out Mike at YouTube.com forward slash TV and follow him on Twitter at TV. Eric, what's the website? One more time for everybody to go check you out www.thesafecircle.org and then you can also go on to TikTok, go unstuck yourself. I, uh, I think that's, that's really cool. Um, for sure. Bye. Yes. We will get Eric on again, everybody, to uh, talk about drag and just get to know him better because uh, I have a feeling you're a fun guy. So, uh, again, I'm everybody... Guy. <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in uh we're ending the show a little early because uh i got some things i got to do today so uh Ooh, just from, a date. yeah i'm going to my nephew's birthday party <laughs> everybody out there have a great day uh eric if you want to stick around for after the credits uh mike max and i usually talk for a few minutes okay, okay. we'll see you guys later and that's our show everybody thanks for listening i am mick manhattan the scene snob Start playing. Start playing uh, the, the mid midway commercials. I did Max because I'm I use our I use our streamyard for the interviews that I do with Justin throughout the week, and the pl- things are in different places. I'm using Mix now. Bush League. Bush Bye, League. everybody. <laughs>